0: I'm in the market for celery. <laughs> Did
1: they ask them to put I'm that in? <laughs> like, trying just... to
0: make ants on a log. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen.
0: And I'm her brother. William,
1: That's right. And we are going to talk about haunted retail stores in honor of this episode coming out on Black Friday in real time.
0: Yes, I had a fantasy in my mind of our listeners sitting in their car. At midnight, yeah, waiting for I don't know Target to. Oh, I don't know how Black Friday works. I'm going to be completely honest.
1: I think it works differently now than it used to because of online shopping being such a thing. Like, yeah. are people really camping outside of Best Buy anymore? They could be. I'm just saying. I feel like I haven't heard stories that are that intense anymore.
0: I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But I like the idea of it. I know. Oh, a lot I
1: do of, too. I was just spitballing. Oh, I
0: hope totally. That's the case. Yeah. It's a totally mocked thing, mm-hmm. and I think for a pretty decent reason. You think about people getting yeah. trampled to get a toaster. Or something. It's crazy. But I do like the idea of specifically our listeners with like a hot cocoa. Yeah. And it's early in the morning. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it's like 4 30 in the morning. Right. And the sun is just starting to peek through the trees. It's that sort of blue glow. Yeah. And they're trying to get their toaster, which I support that.
1: Oh, it's absolutely. Our I love toasters. And
0: they're going to get to listen to us talk about. Like commercialism with right. haunted stuff woven in.
1: Right. They get to have a totally themed yeah. sort of uh experience. This
0: is for your Black Friday haunt. Yeah. This is for your Cyber Monday haunt. That's right. Let's, Let's dance. dance. Let's dance, baby. I'm pumped.
1: With the devil in the pale moonlight. Oh hell yeah. Outside of, you know, Petco. <laughs> Petco. <Yeah.
0: laughs> Petco's Black yeah. Friday deals. Oh yeah, out the wazoo. I guess. I guess everybody does. Yeah. I don't know. Now before we get started, as always, you can keep up with Guide to the Unknown mm-hmm. by following at GTTU Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's right. You should go join our Facebook group by going mm-hmm. to Facebook.com slash groups slash GTTU Pod. Yeah. Post your Black Friday uh uh haunts in there. Yeah. What any are you haunt? Yeah. What kind of buzz light your toys are you trying to sneak up on?
1: Yeah, totally. It doesn't have to be spooky. Just tell us what Black Friday deals you're after because maybe it'll inspire some other people in there and be like, ooh, I want that too. Hell yeah, show the news. Yeah.
0: Uh, And as always, hit up Mm patreon.com slash gttupod so you can donate back and get access to our bonus stuff for our Netherworld Warriors starting at $4.
1: That's right. And we would also love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts or Facebook. Those reviews are a humongous deal, so please do that.
0: Exactly. Maybe you're not going out hunting for goodies. Yeah. Maybe you're sitting home because you had that good good on Thanksgiving, your tummy's full of turkey. Your tie tie. Have a good time. Mm -hmm. drop a review. Let's get spooky. Yeah. Um, Is it cool if I just uh, launch into this one to start? Okay. Because a listener of ours Mm -hmm. Samantha messaged me talking about a haunted restaurant. Um, And so I looked into a little bit and it's super interesting. It's definitely the kind of place that I wish was like nearby. Local. Yeah. Where is it? It's in El Paso, Texas. Okay. It is a place called Monteleone's Ristorante. Nice. It's an Italian restaurant, which you no know I love. Yeah. Uh, so this primarily comes from CBS4local.com. you com. wrote that
1: song about that Italian restaurant, excuse me, that's very famous.
0: <laughs> Your favorite <laughs> Italian restaurante, <laughs> Monteleone's. <laughs>
1: that's uh by willie joel yeah willie joel
0: (laughs) (laughs) fellow willie yep um so monteleone's can be recognized because it has a gigantic like face Mm -hmm. like a a 3d face on the wall outside of somebody smoking a cigar it's it's gaudy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. A lot of the stuff from this restaurant is. It's full of statues. There's cool. also a YouTube video that digs into this same info, which I'll put in the show notes and everything if mm. you want to watch it. But this is the kind of place that has a bunch of statues inside as well. Yeah. And some of them are, you know, normal human statues, but still that's creepy. Cause yeah, totally. In this, like, uh, news video, whatever the hell, they keep doing close-ups on <laughs> eyes of statues. They know what they're doing. Yeah, freaky deaky. But also, Monteleone's is totally playing into the fact that it has a reputation mm-hmm. for having ghosts because some of the statues in there are also like skeleton statues. Oh,
1: cool, they're, fun. They're weird definitely
0: leaning on. into the spookiness, Sweet. without a doubt. So um at one point, uh owner Gary Monteleone discovered that their restaurant used to be a spiritualist church. Oh. Yeah. So I did some additional digging. I had to go to hauntedrooms.com uh-huh. where I found out that at some point in their history, Monteleone's had an opportunity to expand. They are okay. going to grow their restaurant and take over um, like a lot right next door to them. So when they uh, got into there, they found a room that was walled up. Oh. And why? So they break into it and they are doing all this, you know, um I don't know, renovation development, or renovation. Whatever. They rip up the floorboards where they discover old photos and a charter from 1922 for the Texas Spiritualist Association Church. Cool. And he thought it might be fun to display them. Yeah. No bueno. Oh. You start to get yourself. Something? Yes, I think so. Because um, he has evidently had countless encounters with spirits in his restaurant. Here's a quote from Gary Monteleone. When I went to close the front door, it looked like a charred hand and forearm came at me through the side of the door. I get chills even talking about it. When I had slammed and closed the door, he was still pounding on the outside. Uh, And he's not very used to this kind of thing. It was very terrifying, he said. A charred arm. Oh, my God. Now, I don't know what happened to that building. Right. But if I think about a restaurant and a charred arm, it suggests some sort of a cooking explosion. Right. A chef's-plosion happened at a charred arm. And also for it to be pounding on the outside. Yeah. Is it trying to get in?
1: Right. Or is it trying to be let out? I or, don't no, know. no, I'm sorry. It's, tra- it's from the outside. Never mind. From the yeah, yeah, from the
0: outside. So it's like pounding but to yeah. get in. Huh. Don't know, but a charred arm. I just saw a charred That's arm. Cool. So you're just closing the door. You're just like having a normal day, whatever. I don't know what right. time of day this was. Maybe he's closing the door so we can lock it from the inside or so. I don't know. Yeah. But as he closes it, somebody just reaches out to try to grab for the handle real quick and the arm is all burned?
1: Oh my god.
0: No. Uh-uh. Another time, a customer's child was crying inconsolably when asked why, the child, who refused to uncover their eyes,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: pointed to an empty corner of the restaurant and said, he's over there. Oh, my God. Who is he?
1: You know, I'm more apt to believe a child's vision Uh, with this kind of stuff because they don't have the incentive adults have to make something up. Correct. So that's scary. Yeah. He's
0: over there.
1: How does a child
0: know that that thing in the corner is not just a human, by the way? Yeah, exactly. You know?
1: Right. They might, I don't know.
0: I don't know. It makes me think a little. They
1: might not. Maybe they're saying it's like a normal human person, but they're like making scary faces at the child that made them cry or something. Yeah, maybe.
0: It makes me think of the beginning of it follows Mm -hmm. before you are let in, you know, from movie language, before you're let in on the fact that there's like a demon that's following you. Um, There's a couple on a date, and he's like, all right, uh, Uh, let's talk about that girl in the yellow dress over there. Mm -hmm. his dad goes like, what girl in a yellow dress? It's like,
1: oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, That's not good. That's not good.
0: It's not good. In movies like this, it's a problem. From his perspective, he didn't know that that monster was was anything scary. from the rest of the people. This child knew somehow, so what's up with that thing in the corner? Right. Um, A contractor that Gary Montiglione hired refused to be in the restaurant alone. So eventually, Gary calls in a psychic, Diana Kalamia,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: spiritualist minister as well. Mama mia. Um, Kalamia. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what uh, uh, what Diana Kalamia had to say. When things started getting really scary and hairy there, which <laughs> I, I like love immediately, yeah. we were trying to figure out what was going on because everyone was wanting to blame Albert, mm-hmm. who was the resident guardian ghost here. Okay, Okay,
1: like it's a known thing.
0: Known thing. Yeah. Albert, resident guardian ghost. Then, according to Kalamia, there are four guardian spirits, but one negative spirit Thomas. Oh. Thomas. Bad Thomas. Thomas would throw cans and other objects at the kitchen wall. In a YouTube video, the YouTube video I'm talking about, uh, Gary shows where Thomas ripped stuff off the wall. There's like a part of the wall and like three bits where um, almost like the plaster and paint are chipped away. He's like, you can see something got ripped off the wall there. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny because it's like damage on the wall. You'd be like, see, ripped it off rather than. Right. The shelf just having too much stuff on it and it falls off or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Whatever.
1: But you know what? Maybe live, like, did they see that happen or something to that? So maybe to him it could be like this is just a fact. Like this stuff got ripped off the wall. True, but yeah. But anybody else who views, it, they're just like, okay, so there are holes in a wall. This means nothing to me. Yeah, you know? i is
0: I'm I'm glad that's all it, perspective. I'm glad that you feel so strongly about it, Gary like, Monteleone. But
1: to me, I don't have the same emotional weight attached to these. I exactly. didn't witness anything.
0: Yes, your wall's full of holes, and from yeah. my perspective, your story might be. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Thank you. Welcome. So Colomia does a claim. Now there's no negative energy in Monteleone's Ristorante, Mm -hmm. uh, but it is still a portal for spirits left behind, Okay, says Kalamia. All right, a posi portal. This is a portal area. It helps the spirits that are lost. It's a, how do you call it, a relationship that we have with them. And it's a promise that we make with them to let them know that on this night, we are here to help any that may be stuck here to cross to the other side.
1: Hmm. So I guess that spiritualist church kind of opened that, and it's not closable. Do you think that's kind of the
0: maybe, or maybe Colomia made sure that nasty Thomas, bad Thomas, got right. got the boot.
1: Totally, but, but otherwise, long as, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. If hmm. Albert's not making a mess, yeah, who's he bothering? Yeah. We can help him cross over. Sure, fair. So evidently, every third. Every third Thursday of the month, the restaurant hosts Dining with the Dead, a three-hour experience filled with food, stories of the paranormal, and a seance.
1: That is so awesome.
0: That's why I'm like, what if this was nearby? And we could go to
1: Dining with the Dead. That is so cool. Also, let's say if the dead there are real and, you know, like our... part of this and present how cool for them maybe yeah, a thousand percent yeah i you can know? hang out with the living yeah like there's a special night like that honors us like this is very nice it's almost the third thursday <laughs> yeah. of the month they must love the third thursday of the month what a fun thing yeah exactly. that's so cool i
0: love it um owners say that the event is so popular it sells out Doy month after month after month um so the final thing this place uh the monteleone's ristorante was also featured on an episode of paranormal witness on sci-fi mm. season three episode four dining with the dead
1: William was that playing when we came downstairs It was. I was gonna say something I was like it sounds like he's watching paranormal witness and then you changed it to something we we're gonna do later and I was like oh man I'm just wrong
0: yeah no no no. I was I was yeah. watching it yeah. I you
1: recognize like the their sound cues and that I stuff. had literally
0: only just started mm-hmm. so I didn't get to see all the fun like recreations of events and stuff but yeah. uh just so that everybody knows if you want more paranormal witness Ooh, season three episode four dining with the dead and uh so once again thank you so much samantha for hitting yeah. us with that story uh very cool very fun and definitely the kind of thing where it's like if you're going to spend your money somewhere and <laughs> right? you are yeah. why not go somewhere where there's spooky
1: ghosts and stuff happening absolutely that's yeah. a twofer if i've ever heard, ever heard one absolutely all right cool so i'm going to tell us about a bunch of different retail places that have had hauntings Mm. in honor of Black Friday. Willie's going to take this one easy now. Last week, he carried the load, Uh as we said, and cracked up at ourselves over. And so this week, Chrissy lays the load.
0: Yeah, share it with me, Chrissy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, gonna put it on you. First, we're going to talk about Pike Place in Seattle. Oh. Um, Did you go there when you went to Seattle? When I I can't remember.
0: (laughs) So (laughs) I won't make this long. That's fine. I went to Seattle for American Hysteria's live show. Yeah. Um... And I was there for maybe three days. I went to exactly my hotel room, the Hunter Killer headquarters out there. Now I remember. Chelsea Weber Smith's house, mm-hmm. the theater, my hotel room. Yeah. yeah I yeah. saw the Space Needle from my Uber once, Ooh. but I did nothing. I That's went right. to Seattle and wasted it.
1: Well, what can you do? You you know you weren't up for it or whatever.
0: The thought was I'd go back.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool place. I would like to go back. Um, maybe if we had told these stories before you went, you would have ventured out a little bit more because yeah. this is cool and fun. So Pike Place is this famous big, almost like flea markety kind of thing in Seattle. If you looked up a picture of it, you'd probably see it and be like, okay, I know what that is. Um, they worked there during the real world Seattle, famously. Oh, right. and, You know, nineteen ninety five. Is where they throw the fish. Yes, is where they throw the fish.
0: At one point, I asked somebody, "Where is that?" Mm-hmm. So that counts for something. Very
1: good. See, you tried. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's this big, semi-open air market, and it has lots of booths and businesses of different sorts. So there are restaurants, food stands, like crafty booths. It's really big and really cool, and apparently has a number of ghosts haunting its aisles. Oh my! So there was an article in the Seattle Times reporting it, and it turns out that part of Pike Place used to be a mortuary. And so some of the dead that came through that mortuary still may be around. Wow. So the mortuary was originally a couple of blocks away from Pike Place. um, And Pike Place opened four years after the mortuary. This was in like the early 1900s. But over time, the mortuary moved and Pike Place extended. So there have ended up being businesses that are located where the mortuary used to be, like either literally in their rooms or like over parts of it. So there are a few like repeat nickname ghosts that are just kind of around Pike Place in general that people see in different spots, like an older guy named Frank, who likes to introduce himself to people outside the bathroom at the alibi room, and others like Princess Angeline, Madame Nora. And the Fat Lady Barber. The
0: Fat Lady Barber? Why doesn't she get a name?
1: I don't know. There was a link to... um, So this part about the names is from a Mental Floss article, which we'll have a link to. Okay. There was like a link for more information about the names, and I clicked that, and it was defunct. So I don't know the stories of these people beyond what I just said. Defunct. Well, funk it up. Give her a name. Come on. She deserves it. Justice for the fat. Absolutely. We have names. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um. <laughs> so, so, businesses like Kell's Irish Restaurant and Pub, which is thought to be where the embalming room and crematorium were, experience like concentrated, kind of regular activity, maybe because of them. Occupying spaces that the mortuary was in. Yeah. So the uh, Mick Elise family that owns Kells has seen some weird stuff. They said that a wall mirror fell and shattered in the bar area but landed in a neat little pile like they heard it happen. And then they went in there, from my understanding, and it wasn't shattered everywhere like you would think. It was just kind of all clumped together. That's weird. Like, what?
0: That's like two spirits.
1: Yeah, like, had to work together. One smashed the mirror, and the other one had a dustpan. Like, yeah, 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 is it yeah. a
0: good spirit who's trying to at least contain the damage done by a bad spirit?
1: Ooh, that's a cool idea. Right? How odd
0: is that? Like, a, yeah. a Goofus and gallant right. of the spirit world.
1: Yeah. Goofus smashes stuff. Gallant can't undo it, but he can try to make but it. But he can try to kind of contain it. Yeah. Maybe. I like the idea. Okay, then who's the third person who did this? When they ran in to see what the noise was, first of all, they saw that it was just in a little pile, but also there was a single burning candle sitting on the bar. Huh. Right?
0: Single burning candle. Okay,
1: here I I'm just thinking of this as we're talking. Yeah, spitballing. Of course. What if a ghostie lit the candle across from the mirror and that was supposed to be some sort of spell sort of thing? Maybe some sort uh. of like scrying kind of situation another ghost smashes the mirror to prevent whatever is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And maybe either that ghost or a third swept it up to try to contain the mess. I'm
0: sorry I have to do this, but I have to break this mirror because otherwise you're going to be in danger. Right,
1: exactly. That could be opening a portal or something like that. Yes,
0: a candle in front of a mirror. Maybe there's Mm -hmm. like a feedback loop that gets created there and it can open, yes, a portal.
1: Exactly. So it could have been somebody doing good looking out and cleaning up after a baddie. I like that. Um, The family has also seen a tall skeletal skeletal man wearing a suit jacket, walk to the end of the bar and then just fade away and disappear. And other businesses have also had encounters in Pike Place. There's a woman named Nina Minon of her shop, The Bead Zone, who was on the phone one day having a, quote, rather agitated conversation when strands of red beads that were hanging on a wall hook came crashing down. Oh, So I don't know if it was that she was having a fight on the phone and maybe like, maybe almost poltergeist like that energy from her caused a crash maybe there's something about the area of pike place that even within your own energy amplifies it like there's some sort of spiritual something going on or otherworldly boost yeah Yeah. going on there or it could have been a ghost and they didn't like that she was on the phone yelling or something keep it down yeah i don't like the agitation in this rather heated phone call um but she said that she had been a health a healthy skeptic before that but that quote seeing was believing for her
0: yeah that's interesting
1: There's also a restaurant in there called Avenue One that had two wine bottles fly off a rack, almost hitting a manager in the head. A vase that had been previously missing all of a sudden turned up on a table that had just been set. That would freak me right out. Yeah, where
0: did this come from?
1: Yeah, like if we've been missing a vase and then I set a table or something, come back and the missing vase is on it and there's no explanation, like what the hell? You could obviously think that maybe a person, like like in school or something, like the person who took the vase, just return it. I'm not gonna get you in trouble. You don't have to say anything, just put it back. Maybe for some reason a person stole the vase. I right. was like, hey, uh, but, but that would freak me out. That's kind of strange. Um, and a diner swore that they saw an old woman hugging a shawl to herself disappear through a wall. That
0: that's sad. Because mm-hmm. that the implication of that, at least partially, yeah, is that she's cold. Yeah, totally. Is she cold forever?
1: I don't know. Maybe.
0: You know? Like, is that a torturous, mm-hmm. you know, a punishment for eternity?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And going through the wall. Why? Why? Why?
0: Where are you going? Maybe it's
1: warmer in there?
0: Where are you going? Is, co- is it warmer in the wall?
1: warmer in the wall? You sound like James
0: Spader. It's warmer in the wall. <laughs>
1: Um, there's a restaurant called Cafe Sophia whose customers felt some like ghosty vibes at a specific table. So the owners, the Craig's ended up nicknaming that the haunted booth. Mm. One night diners taunted the ghosts to show themselves and chunks of plaster fell from the ceiling five feet from the table. Now, it turned out that there was a problem with the ceiling, so it could have just been totally coincidental. (laughs) Could have been, yeah. Or it could be a ghost.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Or it could definitely be a ghost. Yes. Two options. Mm -hmm. One, the roof was already damaged and we knew that. Or two, it's definitely a ghost. Forget about option one.
1: Or because (laughs) the roof was damaged, did that make it easier for the ghost to dislodge this plaster to make it fall? This is how they get you. That's how they get you. But it also, like... If you believe this, if you'd be like, well, maybe then it makes it a little easier. It's easier for a ghost to bring down a chunk of plaster that's already loose than one that's totally intact. True. That's why this is all hard to reckon, because there's always something, even though obviously there's more credence and proof around the something that's proof based. If you believe this already, there's always like, well, but that's why. It actually is a ghost. Yeah, yeah. You know, Um, one of the owners of that restaurant also saw a pair of shoes in a bathroom stall before they vanished into thin air.
0: They get flushed down the toilet. (laughs) Occupado! I'll be right
1: out. (laughs) I'm getting sucked in. I'm getting sucked in. Maybe it's a portal to go to like the Seattle branch of the Ministry of Magic.
0: Maybe, maybe. Mm -hmm.
1: Help me. So they flush themselves down the job, but they misconstrue it as ghostly. Yeah. So there's a woman named Mercedes Yeager who gives ghost tours of Pike Place. And she said that the group of ghosts that haunts the whole area is very diverse. She said that the entire building structure is on an old Sasquamish Indian burial ground. And she also thinks that former Chinese and African-American laborers are unsettled and, ang- and angry at never having gotten credit for helping build Seattle. Interesting. So that's based on doing ghost tours and having like mediums come through and stuff like that. Yeah. So keep your eyes open when you go to Pike Place. It's a cool place anyway. And uh go to the bathroom and see if Frank introduces himself to you. Oh, well, I'll definitely check the bathroom. That, oh, me too. <laughs> um I'll close my eyes through all of Pike
0: Place and only open them in the bathroom.
1: <laughs> it would scare me ghost or no if by the bathroom there was just a guy who was like, I'm Frank. I'm like, I don't know
0: you. I don't know you. I'm busy hey Frank yeah I've heard about you
1: yeah <laughs> let me
0: go to the bathroom let Frank. me
1: pass Frank
0: yeah hey I'm Will gotta go
1: <laughs> so now we're gonna go somewhere else on the uh, no excuse me the west coast okay there's a Toys R Us hell yeah in Sunnyvale California and I wrote it seems more like Sunnydale whoa That's where Buffy lives, and it's a Hellmouth. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, I've never heard of this before, um, but this Toys R Us was apparently on a mini series called Real Ghosts with Leonard Nimoy. I've heard of that before. I mean, I haven't heard of the Toys R Us. I've never seen this show, though. Yeah. I think it was just two episodes, and I'm getting the story of that from StrangerDimensions.com. So apparently, I think we should take this with a grain of salt, because most of the info was divine through Sylvia Brown. Do you know who that is?
0: Yes, she's a psychic that... That would go on stuff like Montel yes. and Jerry Springer or whatever mm. the hell and be like, yeah, you're missing son. Yeah, he's dead. Don't bother looking for him. And then these kids would really be missing yeah, and could have been found.
1: Right. That legit happened yes. one time where she, she told the family that their son was dead and then they found the son. Thank God.
0: Yes. But John Ronson did a story about mm-hmm. her. John Ronson, who's a, uh, a journalist. Yep famous journalist he went on a cruise where sylvia brown was and kept trying to confront her because he's like you're you're doing two things sometimes you're giving people false hope sometimes you're giving people a false sense of defeat mm-hmm. you are manipulating people's emotions so right. sylvia brown thumbs down from the gttu
1: crew. oh yeah she's a huckster supremo yeah and um so you can find that article that john ronson wrote um online and it's also in the book out at sea yes. or Out to sea i
0: think so, something like that. Yeah. Um
1: love john ronson but yeah so she's no good and that's mainly where the ghost part of this story comes from however she was brought in because real people experience stuff in the toys r us so okay. we can take those experiences with i mean you know a little less of a grain of salt because they're not by proven liars it might be
0: filtered through cheesecloth
1: but yeah, yeah exactly yes, they're something. not sylvia brown like right. she came in because there was something right people were feeling they were experiencing something in this toys r us so some kind of standard ghosty stuff, like employees heard their names called when no one was there or they felt that they were touched by something and no one's there. Um, items flew off shelves and footsteps were heard in empty aisles. In the bathrooms, again, yeah, always check the bathroom. Um, doors open and closed on their own and the water would turn on and off by itself.
0: What's up with ghosts and bathrooms?
1: I don't know. I mean, what you love in life, maybe you love in death. Yeah, exactly. I bet I'm going to be haunting the bathroom.
0: I know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: morning morning mortal
0: yeah morning mortal <laughs> see you in the u bend that's right
1: <laughs> um one of the standout moments from that episode apparently and this story is that at one point a mysterious voice came over the pa system at toys r us saying the lord giveth the lord taketh away Ooh, yeah yeah that's heavy yes totally i mean you're like well, okay i just thought it was just like normal ghosts or something but Who's this like scary biblical ghost in here now? Heavy, heavy anyway, mm. very heavy for a Toys R Us. Right? It is especially heavy for a Toys yeah. R Us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I wonder if Ouija boards being sold in Toys R Us has anything to do with this.
0: Hey, you're finally over your Ouija board fear, you told me.
1: I did. I did. I'm 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 still willing to do it.
0: I've got a Ouija board right there. I literally yep. have a Ouija board within arm's reach at any given moment of the day. <laughs> Upstairs, <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. You know how like some people keep like a baseball bat under their bed and stuff. I yeah. <laughs> keep a Ouija board there. I have got a bunch in the bathroom. The yeah, yeah. The, the, I'm prepared.
1: Yeah, for some reason, I, I just I'm, I was like, so I used it for a long time. We talked about it on the show. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't want to mess with Ouija boards. I, I was like, there are so many stories about like demons and Ouija boards. It just seems like better to keep away. I think
0: we should have a Patreon
1: seance. I do too. I've already thought this and I figured you thought that too. You probably projected it to me mentally I and I caught did. it. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking about them for some reason recently. Oh, because why wouldn't I be, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. You know, it's really just like a tool like any other. Like I wouldn't be afraid of a pendulum. Or uh, I don't even know what else. Oh, I know Um, ghost hunting equipment. I was like, I wanted to buy, this is why I was thinking about the spirit boxes that they use on a lot of ghost shows where they try to capture EVPs. Uh-huh. And it's even beyond that. I don't know how it works, but there's like this thing to try to capture voices. And I was looking at buying them online. And I was like, if I'm not afraid to use this, why am I afraid to use a Ouija board? That's a good question. And then I was like, Maybe I'm not really afraid to use a Ouija board. It's a very good question. So, mm-hmm. guys. We're going to do it. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. More details to come, but.
0: I think we got to do it.
1: We're going to heat up a little Ouija. Hell yeah. So anyway, yeah. So I wonder, <laughs> I don't really think that, but if Ouija boards at Toys R Us has anything to do with it.
0: I do associate for some reason demons with enjoying stuff like toys. I think it's a way for them mm-hmm. to um, to contaminate. Yeah. Or corrupt things that are supposed to be inherently exactly. good and they playful like and do that. nice. Mm-hmm. So a toy, a baby doll. Right. Right, Like a Barbie or something.
1: Yes. That's like per voice. A, a
0: demon would go straight for that thing,
1: I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I think so. Um, So they said that they also saw a figure on a few occasions, a man in about his 20s dressed kind of old timey. Sometimes he looked solid like a person and sometimes he was kind of like a shadow person. Oh, so they held a seance in the store. I wonder if it wasn't with a Parker Brothers Ouija. Just grabbed off the shelf. Yeah, I don't just know.
0: drop it on the floor and go like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's damaged it's now. Da- like I used to do
1: with cookies at Starbucks.
0: <laughs> drop them on the floor? Yeah. Chris needs to drop fresh, warm cookies on the floor and step on them a little bit with her shoe. It's damaged now. I guess I have to eat it, boss. Alone. No one else is around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. We would do it together because if, if there's a cookie that... <laughs> That had like an edge wrong or something. They would tell us that we could chop it up to put out for samples for customers. But guess he was sampling more than anybody. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> the, I told I put it on the free sample plate. Yeah, but the free sample plate was hidden under the register. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> uh, those sugar cookies were so good. I don't know if they changed the recipe, but hit up your local Starbucks for the I can't remember it's called sugar cookie. Do you still
0: have your like your Starbucks apron or anything? No, you should sometimes like try to dress up like a Starbucks employee <laughs> and walk we'll in just be like,
1: "Hi, Chandra, just I'm just checking natural. on the
0: cookie,
1: uh... cookie situation. <laughs> like try act all natural, yeah. Police. <laughs> Which is very natural, Police. <laughs> Taking yeah. the cookies. That was a great job. Whenever I go to Starbucks and I have to wait for something, I like watch what they're doing fondly. I really enjoyed that really? job. Yeah, I really liked it. Huh. It was like a really good part-time job. It's right. fun. Everything smelled good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice.
0: Not all the customers, I bet. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: There's <were some laughs> wild times at that
0: Starbucks.
1: <laughs> but still behind the counter. <laughs>
0: Everything <laughs> smells good. Asterisk, not the customers. That's what's written on like Starbucks' website. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there was
1: one time. Two very quick Starbucks stories. <laughs> right. They can kind of pertain to GTTU <laughs> yeah. because they both involved like goths. Oh, okay. One time when I was working, um, they so like it was like a boyfriend and girlfriend ordered drinks. They both got Frappuccinos. And one of them was waiting for theirs while the person the other one had already gotten theirs. And I can't remember which one it was now, but one of them was scooping their finger into the whipped cream and then putting like their whole finger in the mouth of the other one that was licking it off. They're like teens, like horny teens. And I was just looking at them like just go Whoa. go back
0: to the food court, you two. Yeah, Get it to Spencer's. was crazy. Go to that back section of Spencer's <laughs> no, yeah. and pretend that it's all a funny joke.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's all this is so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and then the other one was I was coming back from the office and this guy wearing a Marilyn Manson t-shirt. I don't know if these two actions were connected, but I feel like they were. There's this guy wearing a Marilyn Manson t-shirt and he had his arms standing normal at first. I'm just walking. He definitely didn't do it on purpose. He wasn't facing me. He quickly puts both of them out like, boom, like he was like going on like a cross and hit me right in the nose
0: what yeah you got punched in the nose by a Marilyn Manson fan yeah oh my
1: god yeah I mean it didn't do like crazy damage or they didn't break my nose or anything but it hurt I was like ow my nose (laughs) yeah you got punched in the face by an idiot yeah backhand
0: people are stupid idiots
1: (laughs) Why would you be in a public place and just like yeah. Ugh.
0: get away from me, you dumb idiot. I know. <laughs> You're just gonna be like there's I'm sorry. I know the customer's always right. I know that you were working, oh, but you should just be no, able to. Like, Why are you being an idiot right now? You're being stupid. You're get being away from so me. So stupid. <laughs> that was so stupid. stupid.
1: You should go home. You should have to go home now. But besides that, love that job. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Yeah. Okay, so they held a seance in the store, led by Sylvia Brown, because by this point they've reached out, it's publicized or whatever's going on. Um, And it's captured by photographs. I don't think there's video of the seance in that show with Leonard Nimoy. I could be wrong, but I definitely know that there was a photographer there. Yeah. So she said during the course of the seance that the Toys R Us was built on an old plantation where the owner had Hired a preacher named Johnny who had encephalitis and was unkindly nicknamed Crazy Johnny.
0: <laughs> cool nickname,
1: right? Couldn't do any better. I know, very lame. <laughs> um, he was—I mean, like whatever. Uh, he was in love with the owner's daughter Elizabeth, but it was unrequited. Mm-hmm. And when he, le- uh, when she left to go marry a lawyer, now this is like what? And while he was angrily chopping wood, he missed and fatally wounded himself.
0: Well, that stinks. But also, he just chopped his own legs.
1: How many solo fatal wood chopping deaths do you think there are?
0: Not many, but if you if you cut your leg or something, you could nick an artery. Yeah,
1: you're right. You, you could. know, and then it's just you're toast. You could. It just sounds weird. It sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah, it does sound stupid. <laughs> it sounds
0: like the way that I would die if I was forced to chop. Oh, the I mean, side.
1: yeah. As I'm saying that, like I could very easily die while chopping yeah. wood. Where's but Will it- with all that fire? Oh. Well, well. Damn it, damn it.
0: <laughs> We're gonna be cold tonight.
1: Yeah, right. Well, well, more cold than anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So the uh. Ba-ba-ba. Oh yeah. So his spirit now roams the halls. Oh, I'm glad that I went back to my notes because I left a pretty good little sentence here, leaving him destined forever to be a Toys R Us kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know what? What? That's a good reason why ghosts might be pissed in a Toys R Us. Like, like you're stuck Toys in or Toys R Us. Us. You got to listen to the stupid music they play. You have
1: to hang out with Jeffrey? Yeah. You got to hang out with <laughs> Joffrey, the giraffe? <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Yeah, not good. No. So that's probably why he's acting up and saying like the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, because he was a preacher. Mm. Um so the article said that the reports are mixed about whether people continue to experience anything. I don't know if that Toys R Us is still operational. Like, I can't remember when this article is from, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but and this is why I said Petco earlier. It was in my mind a little bit, but they found somebody who worked at a Petco in the same area who said that weird things happen there, too. Like, quote, dog tennis balls rolling off out of the racks and office paper is thrown on the floor. Hmm. What could be more chilling? Maybe a dog was there. <laughs> It's almost like an unruly creature known for creating havoc. Yeah, and loving tennis
0: balls and <laughs> yeah, stuff.
1: Specifically, loving balls.
0: I wonder if, like dogs, the day that the tennis ball were in- was invented, all simultaneously were like, "Huh, something good just entered the world."
1: <laughs> all of their ears went up.
0: <laughs> oh, I feel I feel surprised and delighted. Something good <laughs> happened somewhere.
1: We're probably still experiencing the effects of that. You know, the butterfly effects, like, you know, a butterfly flaps its wings. Can you Mm -hmm. imagine all those tails wagging? I know. What must still be reverberating today (laughs) from all those tails going nuts when the tennis ball was invented? Mm. Could blow your hair back. (laughs) (laughs) So the next one... We're bringing it over to the East Coast at a place we love, Massachusetts. Hell yeah. This is a story from the Market Basket Grocery Store in Massachusetts just this past year. Oh, really? And this article is up on today.com, like the show, you know, today. Yeah. Um, so this past March, employee Christiana Bush, who's a psych major at umass which is nearby um but had worked at the market basket for 11 years since she was a kid um said she saw a ghost in the store she had previously never believed in the spirit world and was skeptical of all things supernatural apparently but and i'm just going to do direct quotes I was in the bakery working and I was writing on a cake for a customer, Bush explained. And when I turned around to bring the cake to the counter, I saw the lady in the background. She was staring right at me. I looked down for a second because it didn't register. And when I looked back, she was gone. The apparition was, according to Bush, so human-like that if it hadn't been for the woman's dated appearance, she wouldn't have thought much of it. It wasn't like something out of the corner of my eye. She was staring right at me. It must have been for a second and a half. She was old. She had short, curly grandma hair, like everyone, but like every grandmother's haircut. And she was in this white dressing gown and had a white hair cap. And she wasn't wearing shoes. Bush told today, I thought it was really strange that she wasn't wearing shoes. So she started looking around for her, thinking that like maybe she's nuts and it's a real person. Yes, of course.
0: Maybe this lady just went down an aisle or something. Yeah.
1: Right. And like the fact she doesn't have shoes on, like maybe Uh she's around and she needs help or something. But she couldn't find her anywhere. And was totally thrown by it. Just, sure. It was just like not something. It sounded like she. It was just a throwaway sentence. But it sounded like she really like. Just didn't believe in this stuff whatsoever. Uh-huh. And then was like what the hell. So she was totally thrown by this experience. Unsurprisingly. And she went home. And I like this. Because it's the kind of thing that I think I would do. Or you would do. she went home. And tried to search online. For like the history of the market basket. And yes. what it's on. And like why or how it could be haunted. And maybe by who. Which is like trying to put these pieces together and so she ended up posting in her local facebook group this is going to sound strange but has anyone seen a ghost in the wilmington market basket like basically you know like your town facebook group yeah so um they have a screenshot on today.com and it had 116 reactions um there were thumbs up shocked faces and laugh faces and it had 450 comments when they took the that screenshot yeah so some people said that they had seen a ghost in there. Other people said that they've never seen that, but they support her experience and like believed her and were like, maybe she appeared to you for a reason. Some people said like they're taking it, you know, at her word. I
0: am fascinated by the idea of when you see a ghost, it's looking right back at you. Oh yeah, it almost makes me wonder from their perspective what's happening. Mm-hmm. Are they seeing you as a ghost? Right. You know what I mean? We talked like- about that
1: before. Like, um, it came up. In the parent house, like the idea, the people from the conjuring. The idea that for the ghosts in that house, maybe the parents were like the ghosts.
0: Right. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, like, is this ghost from, let's say, I don't know, the 1800s? Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. But so she's just on that plot of land doing something. Right. And then she looks up and Hang sees out in her bathroom. She's
1: not wearing shoes.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Hanging out in her bathroom, and she looks up and sees somebody icing a cake. Right. Writing on a cake. She's
1: like, "What the hell? Yeah. Like, are they just on the same wavelength, the same moment right. for some reason? So they just both see each other? Right. For some reason, there was like an overlap that created a blip where right. they were both present at the same time
0: or Mm -hmm. or and this is kind of scary that ghost is a ghost yeah it's the year 2018 and uh the ghost is like wandering the afterlife whatever and then senses something about you (laughs) you're on my (laughs) wavelength right now i
1: don't like you looking at me like that right now
0: why are you on my wavelength right now you're tuned into my station
1: right you can see me
0: i can tell that you'd be able to see me yeah and so just like putting out that energy whatever and now that, that person working there senses like, oh, I something feels weird, looks up, sees the ghost on the same wavelength, but only for a second. Yeah. And it's off. Yeah. She just crossed over and, and was able to see the spirit world for like – I don't know, two seconds. Right, absolutely. Gonzo.
1: That's definitely one of my favorite theories about these things is that it's kind of like radio stations and sometimes you're tuned in and sometimes you're not. Maybe certain people are more finely tuned and others aren't. Like I don't know, that just kind of makes sense to me.
0: And I find it very eerie and interesting that a ghost would be attracted to the idea of like, I think you can see me.
1: Right, like looking right at you in your eyes. And
0: some ghosts might be like... Like
1: waiting for you to finally make that contact. Yeah, I know you'll be able to see me. I hope. I know
0: you'll be able to see me some ghosts might want that right. some ghosts might be like how dare you be able to see me like Ugh. oh
1: yeah totally Oh,
0: yeah. uh, ghost stuff is the best stuff
2: yeah it uh, rules
0: every time we talk about ghosts mm-hmm. i'm like it, yeah, i love the other stuff too i mean yeah. don't get me wrong i love when we talk about some weird obscure thing like a water horse or totally. a will-o'-wisp mm-hmm. i love that stuff too but whenever we talk about ghosts yeah the ramification of Mm-hmm. Of there being ghosts. It's so
1: crazy. Yeah.
0: I love ghosts yeah. so much.
1: I do too. They're my favorite kinds of stories. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so some people kind of, like, validated her experience, and then, of course, a whole bunch of people joked and made fun of her and stuff like that. And even the corporate spokesperson for Market Basket kind of, like, poked fun at it a little bit. So, today reached out to them, and they said, as far as we know, all of our stores are ghost-free, but if there's anything to it, she's probably attracted to our Victorian-era prices, the ghost. (laughs) Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) That's that's so when I found crazy. this story, I was reading it as like, cause you know, I would find things I'm like, no, nah, yeah. this isn't really quite what I want to cover on the show, especially when she said she went home and researched and post on Facebook. I was like, oh, I want to cover this. This is good. Yeah. And then when I hit that, I was like, oh my God. I need to talk about this and share it. Perhaps
0: the ghost is attracted to our Victorian era prizes.
1: Well done.
0: Good God. Wonderful spin.
1: <laughs> Absolutely good job. And then um, today's Yikes. next sentence is Market Basket is known for its frequent sales and very cheap produce. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm in the market for celery. <laughs> Did they ask them to put I'm that in? Like, trying just... to make ants on a log. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot hands on These
0: prices
2: are pulling me into the world of the living. <laughs>
1: <laughs> prices are so low. Here. They're
2: scary. But you know what? With prices
1: like these, <laughs> maybe I can make do. Yeah. My eternal pain might
0: be satisfied with these apple <laughs> bri- a, a full bushel for me. Can you help me with the self checkout?
1: It's and they become more solid as they eat the produce because it's feeding their ew. human body. Or it's like
0: Slimer and, <laughs> and they're biting an apple and then it plops through their body on the ground like applesauce.
1: sauce, Filter an
0: apple through a ghost and it turns plum into sauce <laughs> right away. Kristen Ew. picture a banana. Kristen picture a ghost eating a banana and it turns into goo right through them.
1: It's basically already goo. It's like barely grosser to me.
0: <laughs> uh, banana is barely holding on to corporeal form. Yeah, know exactly. This. So
1: yeah. it's not that much worse. Yeah. <laughs> nice try.
0: Bananas tried to do me in recently. I was recently sco- oh, yeah, scold- scolded right. by a doctor for eating two bananas in the morning. They thought I was going to die. <laughs> It's yeah, true. Had,
1: like potassium poison. I got
0: an emergency call from the doctor saying, we did a blood test on you. You need to come in like right now. And it scared the hell out of me. And I ran of in. Course. They were like, your potassium is way too high. And so I started doing a little work on it. I was like, oh, the day I got a blood test, I had eaten two bananas for breakfast.
1: <laughs> and the, like...
0: the doctor laughed at me. And they were like, yeah, don't do that. When do you get a blood test? They thought that I had like. Who knew? I've never heard that they before. They thought I was like poisoned. Right. <laughs>
1: It's like when um, Elaine ate the poppy seed bagel before you know, she had her drug test at work. Yes, it's, it's, yeah. it's exactly
0: like that. Yeah. It was so scary.
1: That's really <laughs> it was, scary. It was like
0: two months ago.
1: <laughs> so do you avoid bananas now?
0: Yes. Anytime. Yeah. Well, now it's now it gives me a good opportunity because literally anytime I see an apple, if I'm with Allie, I go, I can't have those. Oh, my God. <laughs> I say, keep me away from those. I'm not supposed to have those. You mean banana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bananas. I, I treat them as if they're poison to me when it's just <laughs> I had two for breakfast every it's a good bit. It's a good. It's a good yeah. joke, and it annoys the hell out of her. So, so it's perfect, doubly good. C- couldn't be better. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't be better.
1: Um. So through Christiana's research, she fa- it's it's inconclusive. It turns out there's a 1953 Willing- Wilmington newspaper that says that tuberculosis had run through the community. Yep. But that's like the only lead. Well, but that'll do as, it. That'll do it. But there's nothing specific. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um. So that's the story of the market basket in Massachusetts. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Now, we're going to do things a little bit uh, unconventionally right now. We're going to throw to a clip. Oh, yes. From our live show in October that we had of my friend Greg, Greg Mania. You can go to gregmania.com. He has a book coming out in, I don't remember if the... Publishing date is public, but he has a book coming out in 2020 called Born to be Public. Mm-hmm. You're about to hear some stuff about Greg Mania. Hell yeah. He's an awesome dude. He came to the show. And he hap- we after we did our Guides the Unknown episode live, we opened up the floor to people who had come and asked them to come to the mic and tell a ghost story. And the ghost story that Greg told happens to be about working in a retail store.
0: Enjoy this story and we'll see you on the other side. Um, I think we have time for like maybe one more.
1: Yeah, if, anybody- if anybody's got anything. If not no prob.
0: Does anyone want to make up a ghost story that didn't yeah, happen to them? Greg. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Tell everybody your name.
1: <laughs> yeah, we won't know the difference if you make it.
2: <laughs> hey folks, I'm Greg. I think I told you this you, story, I know what you're about but to say. this is about so I live in New York and my first job in New York was at a consignment shop in Soho. And this was a shop that just opened and they were just training the staff. I just moved to New York. And they were training me as well. So there's about three of us on the staff. And the two upper managers, they were cleaning the basement. They were organizing things down there. It's a clothing store. It's a retail shop. Already a scary story in itself. <laughs> um, so they're cleaning the basement. And they found a little um, a voodoo. Yeah, what's, It has the pins in it. Yeah, like a voodoo doll. Voodoo doll. So yeah. it's a little tiny voodoo doll with pins in it. And they found it like in the within a crack of like, you know, something like this, like a wall, just like sitting there in this little crack. And they take it out. They're like, what is this? Why is this downstairs? And when they removed it, they didn't like clean it up or anything. And the next day, when we opened, there were like bags on the ground. And like every night, when you clean a retail store, you straighten it, you put all the merchandise back where it's supposed to be. And there were bags on the floor. I mean, you know why? Like we're in Manhattan. It's a straight, you know. There's no curves, nothing. And then each day, more and more weird things started happening. The next day, the thermostat was set to like 85. No one touched it, and things and bags started just falling by themselves. I saw a bag like far end of the shelf just start falling off, and we had no idea what was going on. So we go back downstairs and. They put the voodoo doll like back because one of the employees was very superstitious. And she was like, I think we like pissed someone off or something. She put it back in like the little crevice. Then we hire a new employee, this young girl. And she comes across the little doll downstairs. We didn't tell her about it because we just it was a while ago. We stopped thinking about it. She found it. And she was like, what is this like weird little doll? And she pulls it out. And then bags start falling, shirts so start falling weird. off, and we were like, "Who took the doll out? Put it back!" Yeah. <laughs> so that was my one spit because I've witnessed, it, and it's creepy, freaky. Yeah. Thank you.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Thank you. That's crazy. I know. That is also a good sign where you're like, "What's going? On? Someone moved the doll again." Right.
1: At least you know how to Put fix it. Put the
0: doll back. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. Gregmania.com. Yep.
1: At Gregmania on Instagram and Twitter. Hell
0: yeah. Thank you so much, Greg.
1: Yeah, thanks, For coming Greg. to the
0: show and telling that story.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you and I had an experience with a store mm-hmm. with a ghost. This was maybe...
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay.
0: this was maybe... Boy, I don't know, five or six years ago. It was a
1: while ago. This was a
0: while ago. We took a family trip to Salem, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we went, uh, it was a bunch of us and uh, our sisters, Karen and Lynn, Mm -hmm. uh, their kids, Robbie, Audrey. Was Kenny there?
1: Yep. Kenny was there? Mike Crawford.
0: Mike Crawford. Hell yeah.
1: I think this was like 10 years ago, because I don't think I was even with Ryan yet or anything.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And so we took a tour, because we're in Salem, Massachusetts. We yeah. took a, a haunted tour of the area, where they took us to like a graveyard and to places where the witches would have been dunked and where people mm-hmm. from that time lived, things like that. Anyway, the tour itself is not even the point. No. Our tour guide, you know, was dressed up in garb of the time, mm-hmm. 1700s. And uh, he starts talking about how his shop, he does ghosts, like encounters in the basement. And he says to us, he can tell because we're a family unit, Mm -hmm. that our energy might be particularly reactive with the spirits in his basement. Right. Do we want to come back to his shop after closing and do a ghost hunt downstairs? Mm -hmm. And all of us collectively said- Absolutely we do. Hell Yeah. Yeah. So we go back to the shop, and I'm thinking. By the way, like, because a little time had to pass, we had to wait mm-hmm. for the sun to go down and stuff. And I'm thinking before we get to the shop, like, I don't, I don't know what a shop is like. I don't really remember. Yeah, but um, I'm excited for it to be like, you know, we're in Massachusetts where like there's a lot of history, old stuff, whatever. I want this place to be full of antiques. Mm-hmm. I want this place to be like when we go into the basement. I want the boards that hold up yeah. the roof to be like. Old boards that look like they used to be on a pirate ship. Right. I want everything to be old. Yes. We go into the shop. They're selling, you know, birdie bots, every flavor beans. Yeah, it was it
1: was like a a tourist tchotchke shop.
0: Very tchotchke. Uh-huh. like uh, there was like a, with a
1: magical bent. I don't remember what the store yeah I don't was. I, I think it was I think it was kind of like a haunty kind of store. But
0: yeah. yeah. But they had you know like fart bags and mm-hmm. you know Family Dollar fart bags.
1: Yeah, Family Dollar fart bags, things of this nature that yeah. you know that we all know about. And so, but it definitely was not an old no. mysterious shop. It not was at all. you know.
0: Yeah, it was, it was all like, you know, trends of the day. Right. Uh, things that he could pick up for a couple of bucks here mm-hmm. and there. So we all had to sit on the floor. Remember, we were all sitting on the floor upstairs for like a long time as we had to wait for him to do something or then he gave us a speech. The guy who I ran really the shop. Like I'm
1: giving a speech. I don't remember sitting.
0: Yeah, I remember sitting on the floor of this store and mm-hmm. uh, he uh, gave us a speech. He was talking about how ever since he was a kid, mm-hmm. he remembers that he has been able to see ghosts and his... Um, his shining example was that when he was a kid, he saw a oh pair of- Oh my
1: God, of, oh my God. You remember
0: this? Yes. He saw a pair of socks. Oh my God. He saw a pair of socks walking down the hallway of his house toward his door.
1: I haven't thought about this in forever. I know,
0: I know. Oh so God. he basically explains that we're gonna go into the basement. Mm-hmm. He's got a few tools that he's going to use to try to get the ghost to interact with right. us. And we'll be able to ask them questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. So we go downstairs to his basement, and it's just kind of like the basement of a shop. Totally. It's a mess. There's messed,
1: crap everywhere. Yeah, there's just yeah. like
0: boxes of overstock or right. inventory that either he can't sell it anymore or he's keeping these birdie bots. Yeah, uh, tasty beans. Yeah, for himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of clusters us all around in this really tight area, takes a little penlight flashlight, and he loosens it mm-hmm. just so that it's like a hair from being able to turn itself on or off yeah, in places that where we can all see it. And he starts to address the theoretical ghost.
1: Right. But in the dark, like no lights on at all or anything down there.
0: Yeah. And he's saying, you know, if anybody's here, Do me a favor. Can you reach out to that thing that I just put down and just try to twist the end of it? Mm -hmm. And he explains, he's like, they're ghosts. They don't understand what the hell a flashlight is. Uh I can't say turn on the flashlight because these ghosts are from hundreds of years ago.
1: We're meeting them where they're at.
0: Exactly. So he's telling us, you know, you've got to say to it, that thing, just turn the end of the thing. Mm -hmm. And we were all there sort of like with bated breath, but also I'm a total cynic. So I was kind of like, all right, he's got the thing rigged or whatever, but it wasn't turning on. Yeah. And it was probably a solid five minutes of him just going, no, that thing right there. You see the thing? Just try Mm -hmm. to turn the end. Just the thing right there. Try to turn the end. Can you hear me? If anything's here, just turn the end of that thing. And then at some point, it turned on. Yeah. He goes, okay, great. Can you try to turn that back the other way? Turn it back the other way. If anything's here, can you turn it back the other way? Like, it's just, (laughs) it takes forever. Yeah, it took forever. But eventually, it turned off. And then he started trying to ask it yes or no questions with the light. Quite Mm -hmm. frankly, I ended up being moderately, moderately impressed by the display.
1: I remember being like, again, I'm also, even though I'm willing to believe this stuff, I'm also not all in at every display of see people saying that it's happening. Right. I remember being like, how is this happening? Really? How could this be?
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't. I, in my head, was like, I cannot tell you how this is happening. Mm-hmm. I do not know how this is happening. Yeah. And yet... I know it's not a ghost. Yeah, you know, like that's where my head was at. Yeah, I, 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 I refuse to believe. that. I was
1: too. like, it's probably not a ghost. I was getting not good vibes off of this guy. I didn't trust him, but I was also like, but then how is he doing it? So is it maybe a ghost? Maybe yeah. people who like ghosts don't exclusively interact with just like normal nice people. Like right. maybe it is a ghost, but he's just exploring the situation. And he's a weirdo.
0: Exactly. I couldn't.
1: I couldn't make heads or tails of it. His
0: business is spooky stuff. Right. His bread and butter. Is spooky stuff. Yeah. But at the same rate, like, we were already there. Who cares? Yeah, Like, you totally. could just be like, ah, we're just not having a ghosty night. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know. So we saw some stuff. Then mm-hmm. he says he's going to take us back to his office. Yeah. Which is uh, uh, far away to the back. And he's and he's talking about how he had an encounter there recently with, like, a poltergeist. Mm-hmm. um, And a ghost, like, ripped apart his office. Yeah. And made it a real mess. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I think it's around this point that our nephew farted and then whispered to us that he farted. <laughs> and
1: we thank you because, like I said, I don't remember this like perfectly. And this whole time you've been telling this story, I was like, something happened with a fart. Right?
0: Oh, something happened. Okay. Yeah, we all experienced the green ghost but um, we all started like giggling under our breath and the entire thing was basically a wash there yeah, for totally. me. We go back to this dude's office and yeah it's a mess. But he's kind of like, yeah. You see how like my office looks like crap. Yeah, and like everything a,
1: looked like crap down a there. A ghost did that. It definitely looked crappier, but like I don't know. Yeah, you know,
0: like well, that's not impressive.
1: Yeah, same as us talking about the guy like showing holes on the wall or whatever. Like I didn't see that happen. Yeah, like, exactly. God, so, so this just looks like holes. This just looks like a messy room. I'm like,
0: just supposed to take for granted that this definitely happened and that yeah. a ghost made your office look like garbage, right? Okay, he made one of us sit in a uh, a rolling desk chair to see if a ghost would spin it around.
1: Oh yeah, that? yeah. It
0: didn't. Yeah, it didn't.
1: Right, that's right, man. It um, was something
0: else. It was something else, but uh, it was it was it was fun. You oh, know, yeah, it's totally. weird and it's fun to be mm-hmm. in a shop that's been like closed. He had to like yeah, lock I the door that. for the ghost. We were time.
1: talking about that yesterday. To be in the mall when it's not all the way yes. open. Whew.
0: Yes, it's what like an a, experience. There's a subversive thing that you get to be a part of. Yeah, it's fun. So. We did that it was fun we we you know we had fodder for conversation for a long time after oh, that. Oh yeah. And then I distinctly remember that I days beyond this
1: mm-hmm.
0: wrote up an account of the experience yeah, of Yeah, yes. And this is very weird. It must have been young Willie. Uh-huh. We must it must have been like a decade ago. It was yeah. probably in my early 20s. My brain hadn't fully developed yet. Sure. I tagged Oh my god, that will... Oh god, do you remember this? Yeah, kind of. You know what I'm talking about? I, I found them online. Right. And I tagged them in the article because I was like, hey, I wrote about my experience of this thing. Uh-huh. And I was excited about it. And he wrote back. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I realized like, oh, crap. Like, I wasn't really thinking straight. In the article, I write that like, it's probably a scam.
1: Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, oh, why did I tag the guy in that? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with I me? I don't know. Your brain wasn't fully developed yet. Wasn't
0: fully developed yet. <laughs> But uh, that must still exist online. I don't know. That must still yeah, be. Some- god, I keep everything. Wow, so I haven't thought
1: about this in so long.
0: Must still be somewhere.
1: Oh my god. But
0: uh, fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating.
1: Absolutely. And
0: uh, a ghostly experience in a store that we had—a supposedly haunted store.
1: Oh my god! Well, good call. I didn't think about that at all.
0: Yeah. Holy crap. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. I, I honestly, it's one of the reasons that I wish that I, I somehow had a store. I'd love to have a shop mm-hmm. or like a cafe that we owned and operated and could do shows in there. Hopefully someday. Right. It's like Will and My Dream. Create stuff in there and have a basement that's weird and creepy. Yeah, totally. You know, um, Walt we'll Flanagan. We'll make it weird and creepy. Walt Flanagan, who runs Jay on the Bob's Secret Stash, the comic book shop in Red Bank, and he's on the podcast, Tell Him, Steve, Dave. They've done a series of episodes called Overkill, mm-hmm. and he uh, had a dream one night that uh, Walt Flanagan, he had a dream or a vision or something uh-huh. that he was like a dandy yeah, in like the 1600s with knee pants. Uh-huh. And he was running a jewelry shop. Ooh. And it is where Jane the Bob's Secret Stash is now. So Walt's theory is that he's a reincarnated Maybe. fancy jewelry boy. Perhaps he is. Still on that spot.
1: Perhaps he is. <laughs> thank
0: you so much for hanging out with us.
1: Yes, that brings us you. to the
0: end of this week's episode of Guide to the Unknown. Happy Black Friday. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Hope you had a fun day. Hope you're having a good weekend. Um, if you are any uh, have any interest in following up on Guide to the Unknown stuff, mm-hmm. go follow at Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram hit up facebook.com slash groups slash Pod to join the secret society Mm -hmm. Uh, check out patreon.com slash Pod to give a little something back and get a bunch of bonus material by becoming another world warrior starting at $4
1: right you get your own secret podcast that comes out with a new episode once a month
0: hell yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, you can also follow Kristen or myself online
1: that's right I'm at chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter
0: I'm at the myth traveler so thank you all so much for hanging out with us have a great rest of your day we'll be back Mm -hmm. next week for more spooky stuff maybe a haunted taco bell who the hell knows what the future has in store for us who knows until that time comes we must travel
1: back to the netherworld go we here we go (laughs) here we go we fly whoa here we go it's getting me by the elbows first